Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here we go. Five... Four, three, two, one. I'll get right to it, Alice. I'm sorry we're late, everybody. A couple things came up. I had to do record a couple of commercials, and I had to change the commercial. Spot, as they say in the business, Alice. Ah. Correct. Very and, cool. Yes, I am cool. And... um. And I was outside um, distributing cayenne pepper to the various holes in the patio because of the freaking squirrels, which are my enemy, by the way. Hopefully that stuff I made yesterday killed a whole bunch of them. But I'm going full bore here, Alice, which is why we should have a partnership, a sponsorship with a tractor supply company. They just opened one up here. Do you have one in Seabrook? Yeah. I wonder if they're franchise owned, do you think? Mm, I feel like they're not, but I could be wrong. We are going to. This is just a place for that. Is that well? We could also we spend a lot of money at Tractors. We do. We could also um, have as a sponsor Cayenne Pepper on this show to kill chipmunks on the All You Can Eat podcast to eat. You know what I mean? So true. That's an interesting strategy. Different angles for different. Hmm. Anyway, Alice was very pleased because during the. When I was recording the spot, I was I was ad libbing it in my head, just kind of saying lines, and then I then I I just roll, and then usually, and then I just say some lines, and then I I stick I clean it up and stick them together and create a sixty. But anyway, Alice was very pleased because she noticed. <laughs> Why don't you play the people what you said? There we go. Hey, it's Tom Shattuck. I've told you before that when I started a week in 180 weight loss, my first week, I lost nine pounds. Now imagine losing that much weight every week. If you started now, you will have lost a bunch of weight. (laughs) (laughs) So what was funny about that? Because you hesitated. If you start now and then you pause, you said, you'll have lost a bunch of weight. 
Right, honey? I was essentially uh, my big crayon. <laughs> um, nine plus. I didn't lose nine pounds every week, by the way. That was just the first week. Um, but uh, yes. So yeah, on impromptu math is tough. And I wasn't Charm sure. Charm school in the chat says Florida has no chipmunks. Is that true? Apparently. Well, yeah. But yeah, that's fine. Just alligators. <laughs> yeah, alligators and pythons and and uh, tarantulas and things like. That's the only thing wrong with Florida is that is the wildlife. Yeah, I don't like that crap whatsoever. Um, um. Okay, so there's that. And the other thing is, I guess, would you want to start out with the Wakefield thing? Sure. Well, let's start with the Wakefield thing. Okay, uh, Wakefield. The veterans asked the town of Wakefield. If Wakefield, Mass. Wakefield, Massachusetts, if for one day, one day for Flag Day, they could fly just the American flag without other flags. Actually, and I think the prisoner of war MIA, yeah. MIA one because, as well. Because that has to do with veterans. Right. And because it's the holiest of months, they couldn't. They, they couldn't. They couldn't slot it in because no. um, the pride flag was scheduled to be up until the fifteenth. At which point, they are planning to switch to the Juneteenth flag, and they couldn't take down the pride flag one day early in order to that's have blasphemous. Right? No, that's wrong. So, um, yeah. So they, the town council, voted that down to. You know, with a couple of the town council members voted the other way, but uh, you know, the town council couldn't they couldn't take down the pride flag for one day for the veterans. Which is remar- remarkable. No, we need it every day. We get thirty every of these. Day. We need it every day. Every day. We go straight from Pride into Juneteenth. There's no time in between for veterans. It's it is <laughs> like what is this? huge cultural rainbow revolution it's that must be no it, it has to be total fealty to it yes you have to like this you have to think it's great yes you have to let us have the the drag queen turkey in front of the twerking in front of the kids and if not we're canceling the entire festival we have to have all of the things now right and a bunch of people have commented i know we mentioned it earlier this week about the the highway signs in massachusetts i'll right. say happy pride don't text and drive now yep and, you know, someone said to me, like, I don't remember Pride Month being this big a thing until the last few years. And it's, abs- I mean, Pride has been around for a while, obviously. Um, it's not quite as out of the blue as Juneteenth, which we're coming up on, actually. I was in a meeting in not my company because we don't, like, get days off and things like that. I mean, we do, but not Juneteenth. But somebody in a third-party company that we were working with was like, oh, none of us are in Monday because of Juneteenth. Like, that was, like, obvious. Like, we all are. And Juneteenth is one of the biggest examples of, like, a total Emperor's New Clothes gaslighting thing that just started a couple years ago. (coughs) As far as I can tell, like, when Trump was going to give a speech on Juneteenth, and apparently didn't realize it was Juneteenth. And everyone was like, my God, he's going to give a speech on Juneteenth. How dare the that, he? The day that nobody outside of Texas knew about. And so then everybody had to pretend like Juneteenth is something we've always been celebrating. Of course. 
And like now the stores have Juneteenth merchandise and people like have the day off and stuff. It's really it's an odd thing because it really didn't exist. Juneteenth was not in anyone's vocabulary until like 2020, 2019, 2020, around there, probably. Uh, it was post George Floyd. Oh, okay. So it must have been like, yeah, but it was Trump yes. was definitely giving Juneteenth his speech, and, so and Black like, Wall Street kicked the doors down in, in yeah. 2020. And but yeah, but definitely like the pride stuff has kicked it up a notch. Like this is like the high holy month now. Yes. Where it's like we can't you can't take the pride flag for one day in Wakefield, you can't take it down to honor veterans for Flag Day, which Flag Day has been around since at least my childhood. That I know. That I know. And I feel like I know it's so trite to compare to this, but don't I like sometimes feel like I'm in George Orwell's 1984 mm-hmm. where they like retroactively keep changing stuff, like correcting the newspapers from the day before. And like, I feel like that sometimes where there's this like weird revisionist history about like how we've all been celebrating Juneteenth. We've well, all, but it's, it's pride month. Duh. Like, I actually know that Flag Day did exist when I was a child. Like, that I remember. You can't, like, replace my memories. That did. Pride Month did not exist when I was a child. Uh, Juneteenth certainly didn't exist. It's just weird. And I mean, has it always been that way? Like, was there... Were there other things that were, like, invented while you were an adult that just... That people tried to pretend had always been like that that just weren't? Or is this a new phenomenon that we're doing in our culture now where we live in this like eternal present where everything that is just always is like that? Well, during the um, some of the Me Too stuff, uh, literally people were telling me that going on a date and turning to kiss your date was absolutely sexual assault. And those days are over. That was caveman stuff. You absolutely have to get permission. And the people meant it. And said like, "Oh, that's not quite what you're talking about." But it's just like this this dispensing of reality, and just say, "No, no, no, no." Everything that's always we true. all knew that that was always that way. That was always the rule. Like they knew that, but they didn't really. Even like gay marriage is a bit like that. I had this conversation with somebody because we were talking about actually about the Tucker thing, the Tucker episode where he hinted that something was up with Obama's personal life. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "What's that about? I've never heard that." And I said, "Oh, there's like." always been rumors that he's gay and they said why wouldn't he just be out like his party would love it and i said yeah but in 2008 they wouldn't have loved it in 2008 california voted down gay marriage in 2008 he was elected saying marriage was between a man and a woman which is now a bigoted thing to say and everybody has that weird revisionist history about gay marriage look at joe biden his dad was apparently for gay marriage right which what was his dad? Like some kind of working class union something? Yeah, I guess so. Like, what percent of, like, union working class white guys in wherever he was, Delaware... There was no percent of anybody, in, like, including, the 50s including or whatever, gay men in, who in were the 50s. like, you know what? Gay marriage is just the way... It, it's, but no, no like, actually, his dad said, Joey, they're in love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, it's just... Like, why? why do we pretend that... That everything that the, everything in the past was like it is right now. Well, why is it so hard for us to imagine that 
even like to use the example of gay marriage 15 years ago a bunch of people had a completely different opinion than they have today well going back to okay to tell you that it always was <sighs> it's really raining yeah i don't i can't think of a a, a good example but no, I can't. I can't. I can't. It always was. It always was the same. Because all the examples, even the Me Too one that you gave, <coughs> that's a recent example too. That's like the last ten years or so. Sorry. <coughs> so it's like, well, is this I mean, a new thing that we whole, do where whole... we all just imagine the past? I mean, you know what? We are. I mean, the whole trans thing, the, the whole, the whole gender being on a spectrum. Spectrum. Is so matter of factly. Oh yeah, we now know. Yeah, it, the, the the gender assigned at the birth is just a placeholder until the child makes that yeah. decision. I mean, and but but the more they do it, the more they can say, yeah. What do you mean? Of course, just makes sense. What else would there be? Of course, this makes total sense. It's your it's you who are weird to to look at the the to look at the per, the the. The biological female at the White House who's taking uh, testosterone so that she has chest hair, but you can see the scars where her, her breast removes. That's what do you mean? That's totally normal and happy. A, at peace, there's happy. The person everybody's happy about. What do you mean? There's no butchery here. Yeah. I mean, I mean but obviously. Everything about it is insane world. Yeah. <sighs> Speaking of Juneteenth, did you see the Kamala video of her? Opening that Juneteenth ceremony. I do not. So she's going to be our president in like 10 minutes. I think um, it's definitely. Let me find it. Hang let on. me see if I can scroll back up to it. But um, yeah, like I, I just don't. The whole thing where we like pretend that we've all always been into Juneteenth and that that's like something that we do now is so weird to me. Like to the point where companies are giving the day off. When was the last time a new holiday was invented the companies gave off? I guess Martin Luther King Day, but that was like an official holiday kind of, right? That's an official holiday, but it's, so is Juneteenth, isn't it now? I guess they did make it one. Yeah. When, was Martin, when did Martin Luther King Day come in? In the 80s. I remember the debates okay. on that. Uh, oh, no. Anyway, I, I just resent you, Kamala. Okay, I'm in the wrong thing. For some reason, stuff's running very slow right now. Get My stuff seems okay. Uh, Did you find it? It's a Juneteenth celebration at the White House. Uh, okay. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about that uh that thing that's above it too. Happy Juneteenth! <laughs> Please have a seat. Please have a seat. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with her? And to my divine nine family. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Any <laughs> chance that Kamala Harris knew what Juneteenth was? Or actually, that she does now? She doesn't She's know. been given the paperwork on it. She doesn't yeah. know. Huh? Is there any chance prescription medications are playing a role in this 
whole situation with her? Um, yes. Because <laughs> she's like loopy half the yeah. time. No, I know. And I, I know. don't like what. What is her deal? Like, does she ever do or say anything serious anymore no. at all? I don't know. I, I I think it's a bigger crisis than people think it is. I think that they are. They at least expected that they that she was going to be a good and useful tool, um, for them. Because she is it acquitted herself well. Is it acquitted? Mm-hmm. She acquitted herself well. Is it shorts acquitted? I think you can say that. I think it's acquitted. I don't think it's acquitted. She acquitted herself well. I don't think it's acquitted. To acquit oneself, to act or behave in a specified way. Oh, she acquitted herself well when she was... The soldiers acquitted themselves well or honorably in battle. When she was doing... um, When she was in the Senate committees, she sometimes looked and sounded the part. Yeah, she and I mean, she was an attorney. Pretty. She was stern. She had an "I'm Running for President" book out called "Smart on right. Crime," actually, where she was like very for mass incarceration, basically. Um, you know, she was kind of a serious person there for a while, and now she's like such a joke. Like, she never does her homework on anything. She just giggles at stuff. Like, does she just? I think she just kind of likes being famous, but not any of the work part of any of this. Is that the issue? And like in the Senate, you can kind of get away with that. But like when you're the VP, it's harder. I think that 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 is I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to to know because it, it she didn't seem like a total. I mean, her campaign was terrible, but she didn't seem like a total incompetent. At first, I mean, you th- you knew. I mean, her problem was, her, her challenge was that she was a tough cop in in California. Right. That's how, where, where Tulsi Gabbard got her, yeah. was for locking people up for weed and locking up mothers for their kids being truant from school and stuff. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what her situation is. But, but, but the, the, this whole thing that 2020 was a year, a watershed year, it was just the most stupid year the country's ever had. That's it. Mm-hmm. The Juneteenth stuff... F- f- so what is this? We're giving uh, like black Americans a holiday because a cop killed George Floyd, and we're we're you know uh, uh, well, it's based Andy on it's doing... based on Texas finding out that slavery was gone. I, what the frig is that? And Find like a day, you know, uh, who's the lady who freed all the slaves? Um, with a gun, with a gun. Harriet Tubman. Yeah. Have Harriet Tubman Day or something. Have Harriet Tubman Day. Somebody who did something. Do some. There's plenty of good examples. We can't even find an example. I know everybody hates Ben Carson, so you don't want to have a brain surgeon on there because he's <laughs> somehow he's a Republican, so he doesn't. He's, he's unpersoned. But for God's sakes, and I know you can't like Thomas Sowell. But the, or certainly Clarence Thomas or anybody right. else like that. I mean, Let's call Frederick Douglass Day. Dude, let's do something real. There are black achievements out there. Texas being informed that slavery's gone is paperwork. (laughs) It is. It's it's fine. I'm not really fine. Juneteenth is a holiday because it's some kind of reparations that, that elected Democrats and small brains decided that they needed to do. 
mostly suburban white women with college degrees. And it's, it, I mean, the, the, well, and like all the Juneteenth like party supplies and stuff that they sell everywhere is all the like black, red, and green like weird, you know, sort of this like post civil rights movement like weird. Yeah, we have African to have thing our own where we have set of like where because. Into- yeah, into like African is- cult, this like mishmash of African culture well, right. that's like made up like Kwanzaa. Like, what does that have to do with Juneteenth either? Right. Well, like, uh, I don't Alice, get it. Alice, they, they play a black national anthem at sporting events. What's wrong with the other one? The other one is for everybody. Right. The other one covers everybody. It's the national anthem of the country. Right. So no, does, we need our own. So, so does regular Independence Day and regular Flag Day and regular Memorial Day and all the other. Right, Independence, summer, red, white, and blue holidays. They all are for everyone. So it's like weird to want right. to make separate and the, ones and the red, for white, black and blue people. is the American flag where it is a ground-up government where change can be made by the ground-up, by the citizenry. It's a, it's a little disjointed sometimes, but it can happen. So the laws that protected gay people... Those all happened because we live in the democracy, which is symbolized by the flag. So you've already got a flag. Yeah. Everybody has a flag. Everybody has a national anthem. Everybody has an Independence Day. I I do think that the flag is going to be next on the list. Don't you think? If you have a separate Independence Day, a separate... You have a separate, like, barbecue summer holiday. You have a separate national anthem. Like, why wouldn't you have a separate flag, too? Right. That'll be like next on the list of separate things that Black no. America gets. Oh, it's only a matter of time. Of course. There's no way that that that, that race baiters and progressives who are huge into the critical theory are going to look at this and say, "Wait, no, we need to get our own." Although it is weird there too. is it incorporated into the LGBTQ, but there's no way the uh, the other constituency is going to want their own thing. Oh yeah. But it is interesting because it's totally flipped from like when I was younger where there now really is a movement on the left that's like pro segregation almost that like doesn't want white people moving into black neighborhoods that doesn't want certainly doesn't want, um, you know, interracial marriage. Mm-hmm. It's weird. We just celebrated the whatever anniversary of Loving v. Virginia that made interracial marriage legal. But that's like a common thing that leftists will call out amongst black people like Byron Donald's wife isn't black or like Clarence Thomas's wife. Uh, what's her name? The Boston woman um, was talking about Rayla Campbell. That her husband's white. Oh, is he white? Well, do you, don't you remember the video, the Turtle Boy video, the violence in oh, Boston Monica woman, Cannon Monica Cannon Grant, oh, that's was right. in that video right. saying that she was like diluting her melanin by being with a white person. Like, right. it's insane. I never thought I would hear people on the left in the United States being against interracial marriage. It's like such an odd choice to make. But there is like a part of the race movement right now in the United States and like violence in Boston got a lot of money from a lot of people. That's a mainstream movement. 
you know, kind not technically part of Black Lives Matter, but part of that whole movement. And, you know, they're they're out here being against race mixing. Like, that's an odd choice for them to be espousing. Oh, totally <laughs> great. Totally great. But uh, <clears throat> there are just simply bad people out there. And, and sometimes people are just a-holes. And it's not because they're black or because they're white. <laughs> And and that's at the end of the day. That's what's that's what's at play here. Um, uh, so I do want to get to Demi Lovato, unless you want to do something first. No, you can do Demi Lovato. I okay. also want to get to that that note that you have pasted above there. Uh, no, don't read what I wrote though. No, no, I'm not going to. Uh, just listen to. But you're right. Um, because I saw the other thing. So, uh, a listener says, just listened to last night's show and was surprised there was no retort to Kirk reading Tom's letter application to Barstool on, on air. Almost seems like a breach of confidentiality. Thoughts? Confidentiality. Thoughts? I think that's interesting. So, so I sent pitch, some pitches around to a, a handful to Barstool. Mm -hmm. I sent them to around the world. So a, my contract was coming towards an, to an end. And so you send a pitch out to be, to offer, which I sent to my own company um to offer your services and so i i couldn't all the people that usually accept i'd heard pitches um at barstool never got back to me so uh, i last you know at the last moment said okay let me change a few things add this and try to get it to dan katz because he's he owns part of the company i think and he's a big big uh thing the idea is, is that we, is that we would do a bunch of podcasts for for them. So, so um, and I just guessed it is at his Twitter handle because I his email his email yeah. And so I didn't know, but I hadn't heard back from anybody from the, from over there. <laughs> Some people who I had uh, in other news outlets, more political, etc. I had had a back and forth with reporters, whatever in talks. It's what is what happens as you get to an end of a contract. But um, but you know, I had a. I had a big package uh, to pitch, a bigger package, you know, that I was that I was excited about. So I presented that to Dan to Dan Katz. It actually got to him somehow. I only found out because I was listening to Kirk's podcast and I heard. Oh, I saw the name of the podcast was <laughs> was um, Better Halves, which was the name of a show that we had pitched in there. And I, I like I was listening almost immediately. Dan Katz replied to me and said, "This seems like the entry point would be." Kirk Minahan, so he was like covering me off at the same time he was sending Kirk the uh -huh. e the email, which is something I expected that if anybody got it there, some they would probably Portnoy Erica somebody would probably say, "Hey, do you know this guy?" And Kirk would absolutely, absolutely run with it, absolutely yeah. run with it. So um, no, I don't think it's a. Would you like? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, well, for a couple reasons. One, they actually um, it t tells me that Dan actually saw it. Yeah, and he it got to someone. It, it got to somebody. So I liked that the, 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 he actually showed it to Kirk in person last week, I guess. Hmm. So I'm glad that at least it got there. Um, I also liked the pitch. I thought it was a strong pitch. So uh, I I liked it. I mean, I, it doesn't appear to have done anything. But yeah. um, but so that's it. No, it, it, Anytime you deal with Barstool or Kirk. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. World. Um, the Minahan show, which I like. Some of you guys don't. Some of you guys do. Um... All is fair. You know what you're opting into when you know. So, and it's not embarrassing for me whatsoever. It's a pitch. In life, you pitch. You throw yourself out there, and you, you, you get it. Then you win and feel great, or you don't get it, and you pitch again. And that's <laughs> just it. So, no, I'm not. It's 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 absolutely completely fair. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I appreciate that. I, I do. I do think I did email Dan back my counter offer. Oh yeah, what you so we'll see that. I'm not going to tell you. I, okay. I, I, there was, but I, but I'll tell you that there was a the number involved. Okay. But regardless, I'm a uh, a WTIC guy. Regardless, eight six zero. Um. Okay. D- did you say you wanted to get to something before Demi Lovato? No, I said you could do Demi, Demi Lovato. Lovato is one of the reasons why we're losing the country, and it, it, we need to be nuked by Putin. Mm-hmm. It's not because she in particular is so malevolent or or dumb. It's just that she represents a big problem in this country, which is 30-year-old white women. And I'm going to say it because it's all you always have to use race. I'm encouraged to use race more. Okay. So uh, Demi Lovato has had a has had a revelation. Mm-hmm. Demi Lovato started using she, her pronouns again because explaining they, them was absolutely exhausting, which is fantastic. Let me guess. It's our fault that well, it's exhausting? So you remember last year, this is Demi mm-hmm. when she- or, It was a or couple years, years ago. ago. Yeah, when she, when she let us know that she'd had a revelation. I want to take this moment to share something very personal with you. Over the past year and a half, I've been doing some healing and self-reflective work. And through this work, I've had the revelation that I identify as non-binary. With that said, I'll officially be changing my pronouns to they, them. I feel that this best represents the fluidity I feel in my gender expression and allows me to feel most authentic and true. By the way, officially changing to they, them. Yeah, where where do you officially uh, put the, your pronoun? The RMV or whatever it is. Officially, I'm now they, them. Mm-hmm. Because I've had a revelation. Because I'm Demi Lovato and I She's have... She's been doing healing. Yep. I feel that this best represents the fluidity I feel in my gender expression and allows me to feel most authentic and true to the person I both know I am and still am discovering. That already means you need a battery of shrinks or to put the mirrors down. Like this looking, I'm discovering myself. There's so many amazing things about myself. Wow, I'm having the, this catharsis about myself. It's so interesting what's happening to me and my journey and self-discovery. This is something that's unique to American women without melanin. You it, think so? Yes, it is. Who sit around and say, I'm so interesting. What wow. are my pronouns really? Hmm... Let's see, will I just choose the get on with life 
or the interesting things that are going to solicit response from people. Good response, which will make me feel good. Bad response, which makes me feel good about being a victim. It's interesting, too, that pronouns are treated like an immutable characteristic, like skin color or something, when there's something you have to have other people call you. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, this demand that I'm making on other people about the language that they use about me is now an official part of who I am. And it can't be, it's like my core true self is based on the words you use about me. Yes. It's like an odd thing to think. It's yes, I can't truly be at peace with my new thing unless <laughs> you sign off on it publicly. <laughs> Yeah, you need to opt in. Yes. Everybody needs to opt in. I have become more work. <laughs> you need to act accordingly. In this first episode, I'm excited to share with you what this means to me and what it may look like for other people. I want to make it clear that I'm still learning and coming into myself, and I don't claim to be an expert or a spokesperson. I know this might be a new conversation for many, so I'm inviting my friend Alok, someone I trust to spend. She what trusts Alok. Mm-hmm. Spend time on this platform. Alok is an author, performer, and an important voice within the non-binary community and beyond. How's our uh, podcast going, by the way? Let me tell you. Oh, uh, yeah. I believe that's an Odyssey product. Uh, let me tell you about Alok's uh, performances. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. What would you think I think of Alok's performances? Uh, that they suck. They're correct. They suck. Their work to create visibility, equality, and understanding has inspired me on my mm -hmm. healing journey. We'll discuss identity at large, but also take the time to personally reflect on how I came into my truth so that we, like many others, are able to live our lives authentically. In just a minute, I'm going to share... This authentically is wonderful. Right. I need to be my most authentic self. So you need to call me new things. Oh, unfortunately, 4D with Demi Lovato hasn't come out with any new episodes since November of 2021. Is that true? Apparently. Hmm. A rare misfire. <sighs> so, um, so Demi Lovato, back to the, the article. I constantly had to educate people and explain why I identified with those pronouns. It was absolutely exhausting. Hmm. <laughs> How do they think it feels? For everybody else to constantly be explained to about their pronouns. Right. It's exhausting for everybody, not just you. You can just choose to make life easy for yourself and everyone around you. Right. Yeah, we've got this woman at the front desk, and um, she's worried that she lost her cat yesterday. Excuse me. It's they. <laughs> huh? <laughs> what do you mean? They lost their cat. There's more than one of you? <laughs> no. That's my most authentic self is they. Refer to me, please, as the cat. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Meanwhile, the cat's being run over by a truck somewhere. Yeah, that... I, I don't want to work here, and I don't know. I, I don't know what. I'm on a journey for my true authentic self. Be special to me. Say, say special stuff for me. Just, cause, just the same way you couldn't say Voldemort 
Is that someone you couldn't say, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, he you, who must not be named. Yes. Well, sh- I am who must be named. <laughs> so you must use extra things and do some extra learning stuff for me. <laughs> there used to be like a terrible thing. First of all, if you're, if, I assume that she's this changes hourly. But if you're a straight woman, <coughs> guys generally put a bad label on psychos. And psychos with baggage in the '90s was not anything you wanted. I'm difficult and mystical. <laughs> Great. Well, and she officially changed her pronouns today, so now she has to go back to the DMV or wherever and file for it. That's right. A change of pronoun form. Uh, um. All right. Where else we got? Well, bad news for women. Hillary Clinton weighed in today, um, and posted a uh, Axios article that's about how if women continue on the path, like women are getting closer to earning as much as men make when you just straight up divide the numbers. Yep. Not like for specific jobs or anything because there's no pay disparity when you actually control for any of the factors that matter. Like the highest paid jobs tend to be like really dangerous jobs, like working on oil rigs that women don't want. Right. So like, you know, whatever. There's no pay disparity Setting that aside for a moment, if just doing the thing where we just divide what women make by what men make and pretend that there's a pay disparity, then if it continues on its current trajectory, women won't make the exact same thing as men make until 2056. Oh, my goodness. So... As so Hillary Clinton says, then. 60 years on from the Equal Pay Act, we can and must do better than this. So true. And then it's just funny to me, too, because, like, what do they expect to happen? They expect the line on the graph to go, like, up at an angle in a straight line until it hits equal, and then it's just going to go straight. Right. Because what's actually going to happen, what we're probably on trend actually to do, is women will probably end up making more than men in the next few decades because so many more women are doing college and stuff right and i think women in their 20s and early 30s already do yeah i I think right out of right out of school and and so um yeah i it's such a it's such a imagine like spending your time thinking about how we can socially engineer women making more money well, right, and also, but also, just the the lack of like self meaning. I'm doing well. I have a lot, but wait, he has more. Yeah, it's like you. It's like we tell our kids, "You worry about you." Oh yeah, but that is a natural thing for little children to do. Yes, is they're always looking over at the other kid and saying, "Somebody else got one over on me. They got more than I did. They got something I didn't get." But yeah, like seriously, worry about yourself. And that's what happens ultimately. And what they've found is that a lot of times in cultures where, you know, the feminists get a lot of the things they want, like, uh, you know, big maternity leave policies and lots of choice for women in terms of what they do. And there's lots of prosperity. A lot of women choose not to work. Of course. It turns out. And a lot of women choose not to have very high-powered jobs you know i 
I happen to know some people who've um, been lawyers at like big law firms and have, you know, have talked about that, that it's and, and, you know, firms vary and they've really because more women go to law school now than men. Right. And firms vary. So they've done a lot of work to try and attract women and have attractive policies for women who eventually want to have kids, presumably a lot of them. But even so, the grind of it is just not what a lot of women are looking for. And I've talked to people who have said, like, I just don't understand who, like, wants to do this life all the time, forever. And, like, there's more men that are interested in that type of lifestyle, on average, than there are women who are interested in working 80 plus hours a week to become a partner. Yep. Like there's just, and and, you know, people prioritize different things. It's no knock on anybody, but when you give people total choice and the ability to do things, like you might discover that men and women don't always make exactly the same choices 50, 50. Well, actually Alice, isn't this like one of the (laughs) first foundational um, examples of people making an issue out of equity. Right. You you just have more at the end than I do. It's, it, the, the, it's not equal outcomes. So there must be something malevolent at play. Right. And that's got to be sexism or something else, but it's certainly not be my free choice to want to be a graphic designer uh, for, you know, 50 hours a week instead of 80 hours a week. Yeah. And it's interesting, too, because so this... um college admissions case is at the Supreme Court right now about the affirmative action, which is like the ultimate equity thing. And that screws with the narrative so much because affirmative action primarily hurts Asian students, a little bit white students too, but mostly it hurts Asian students because, and you know, these schools have come up with elaborate ways to explain that they're not discriminating based on race by like, reading people's personalities and reading all the Asian students with bad personalities, which is like worse actually. <laughs> but it's been raised too that there was like California's had um it's been illegal affirmative action in college admissions in California for years actually. And they've just found like proxy ways to do it. Like they don't discriminate on race, but they discriminate by zip code. They say we're only accepting so many people from the zip code or whatever. And if that doesn't work out, then we'll go to race. <laughs> so, well, they're not allowed. That's what California just said. They're not allowed to discriminate based on race. Mm-hmm. It was probably, I don't know, probably a ballot initiative or something since they have 75 ballot initiatives every election in California, it seems like. But, um, yeah, so it, they're like hell bent on making sure that they actually discriminate against Asian American students somehow. Tons of colleges are now throwing out standardized tests altogether in college admissions, like not even accepting SAT scores because the results are so bad. But but it's incredible because when you look at like the stuff that's been submitted for that affirmative action case, it's crazy because you can be in like the top 1% of Asian students in terms of like your test scores and GPA and everything, and you're still less likely to get into these schools than a black student that is scoring at the median like middle of the road and i mean like it sounds like mean to say that or something but it's the the disparity in how difficult it is to get into schools based on race is absolutely wild like if you purely just 
accepted students based on academic ability and test score, Harvard would be like more than half Asian. Like all those schools would be. Oh, absolutely. And it's it's like really crazy. And like once you start to notice it, it's really weird because all the time, every year around college admission time, do you notice that all the local news will do these like human interest stories that's like student accepted by all nine Ivy League schools or whatever. I don't even know how many Ivy League schools there are off the top of my head. But do you, do you see those stories? Of course. In like course. local news raps, they're always doing them like local student accepted by all these great schools gets picked. It's always a black student. In those local in those local news stories, because colleges are looking like they're trying to fill their race quotas that they're admitting people by right and it's i don't know if anyone would be comfortable with a harvard that was you know almost all asian students but like if they just admitted based on test scores or whatever but colleges also admit for sports and other stuff right you know? i think was it here that we talked about how this is hurting immigrants mm-hmm including immigrants from like africa and oh yeah oh i think we did talk, so a lot of the black students that do get admitted are immigrant black students right um because a lot of a lot of reason immigrant culture is different than like black american culture and and it's a big factor in um in how well students do so the whole reason for this of course is the same reason they're doing for for reparations mm -hmm. because of past atrocities etc that there has to be a special hand given to minorities applicants of course they can't admit that it's not the slavery or the great society programs or any of that or the current modern day disgrace that is inner city schools that mm -hmm. are run by Democrats and teachers unions that's holding back black students. They can't, right. it's, they want to focus on the slavery from, you know, 200 years ago, not or, or the current course. things that they're actually doing that are actually harming right. black but students. The brilliant that's Jason Riley, who's in the Wall Street Journal, who's a black man, mm -hmm. um, wrote about this and it's related to this, wrote about the reparations thing in California and New York because they're talking about doing mm -hmm. it in New York now. He says, California was never a slave state. In New York outlawed slavery in 1827, but the absurdities of these proposals don't end there. <laughs> slavery was an atrocity, but all the slaves and all the slaveholders are long gone. Moreover, the vast majority of whites live in the antebellum period, even in the South, never who lived in the antebellum period, even in the South, never owned slaves. Most white Americans alive today are descendants of people who came to the U.S. after the Civil War. Proponents of reparations want people who aren't even descendants of slaveholders in the U.S. to compensate black people who were never slaves. Progressives insist that there is a direct link between the past mistreatment of blacks and brown outcomes today, but that claim is undermined by the experiences of other groups. Chinese and Japanese Americans were also mistreated in the U.S. They were lynched, placed in internment camps, forced to attend segregated schools, and denied property rights. Yet today, both Asian groups outperform white Americans academically and economically and have done so for decades. Conversely, according to the most recent Bureau of Labor Statistics, median black weekly earnings are slightly higher than those of Hispanics. Yet no one would argue that Hispanics have experienced more discrimination in the U.S. than blacks. Those who want to blame the legacy of slavery for outcomes today are overlooking the legacy of the welfare state, which grew dramatically beginning in the late 1960s. 
The Great Society programs implemented under President Johnson subsidized counterproductive behavior that took a huge toll on the black family. That was right. Also, no fault divorce. Subsequently, many of the positive trends among blacks in the first two-thirds of the 20th century, from declining crime rates to educational and economic gains that were narrowing the gap with whites, either stalled or reversed course. Reparations can't solve these problems because they are mainly cultural deficiencies. Another government-imposed wealth redistribution scheme won't do the trick, but it will most certainly make race relations worse and encourage blacks to continue seeing themselves primarily as victims who have no control over their lives. Compensating blacks today for the suffering of their ancestors wouldn't be just. It would be corrupt. When you trade on the past victimization of your own people, you trade honor for dollars, Shelby Steele writes. And this trading is only uglier when you are a mere descendant of those who suffered but nevertheless prevailed. Jason Riley. Well, yeah, and people use the example of the internment camps because we did the federal government did pay reparations for mm-hmm. the internment camps. But that was like to people that were in the internment camps. Right. It was like not 200 years after it. So it's... And, you know, like he says, most of the white people around now are not beneficiaries of slavery in any way except the way that everybody alive now in the united states including black people are beneficiaries of slavery in the sense that like it created some prosperity or whatever that we yeah people benefit from right like so i think there are things a lot more pressing for the black community that could be addressed right now that could solve a lot of problems in the black community. And they're not like easy things necessarily, but you know, I I, certainly the schools is a big one. Yes. Um, certainly the crime in cities is a big Mm -hmm. one because you do the vast majority of black people, no favors by letting criminals just run amok in their and victimize them, yes. Right, like, because they're... The primary victims of crimes by black people are other black people. Right. And so it's, um, you know, there there are things that you can do, but they're not narratives that the left wants to talk about, so they fall by the wayside. So, anyway, on that note, um, I guess we should move into the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline Chat Chat, which, of course, is brought to us by Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. Only two calls here tonight, Alice, but okay. that's fine, because we're short on time anyway. Hey, guys, Steve from Gloucester. How you hey, doing? Hey, Tom, I was wondering if you think Cullinane is pro-Tom or anti-Tom, because it seems like when he is with Kirk... He's always against you, but mm-hmm. it seems like away from the show, he's with you. And I saw that a lot when they read that email that you sent to Big Cat looking for a job, which I go. thought was perfect, by the Thank way. Thank you. Thank you. But it just seemed like Cullinane mm-hmm. was against you on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think – I think honestly uh, – no, Dave and I are friendly. We, we do communicate. I, 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 he did get Paige Spearnack to um, unfollow you. Do you think that that he? I did think that? so. That was vicious. I mean, he plays dirty, believe me, and he is a bastard. He, like in the world, the online and broadcast world, I guess he's my nemesis there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, but yes, we. Uh, and I'm sure that the pure delight, like if they were. 
thinking ever of of bringing me on that Dave would be happy to torpedo the idea mm-hmm. for them and and say whatever because he knows that he re- misrepresents everything I say. So, and, but you know, it's just part of the it's just part of the world. So, it's fine. Dave and I are uh, frenemies. We don't hang out, but we do commun- We do text here and there. He's very sick right now, you know. Is he? Yeah, he's got the um, equine, eastern equine. E-E-E, triple E? I think so. Hi, Steve. Hi, Steve. Steve. Uh, I think uh, you missed the best title for today's episode, which should have been Free the Nipple, Mm. in my opinion. But anyway, uh, that imbecile Rose, uh, whatever his name is, uh, who flashed at the White House, it was talking about how it's legal I'm not real sure how it's legal. I, I'm not, I've not heard that. But to paraphrase Cool Hand Luke, uh, calling it legal sure don't make it right. Yes. And uh, I was talking with a friend of mine today, and he came up with something that I hadn't even thought about. He's like, why do they even need June to be Pride Month? It's not like June is any different from any other bleeping month or day during the year. It's forced down our throats, so to speak, every single day. There's yeah. not a day goes by that there's not this shit in the news. Damn it. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt about that. Every day, but it, it, that's the thing, is that everything must be... Yes, of course. A I celebration. stole your salad. Everything must be a celebration of it. You have to prove that you're all in and show fealty towards the, the, the woke tsunami mm-hmm. uh constantly and it's never enough it's never enough thank you all so much for listening thank you for leaving chat chat messages love them appreciate it um and you can do that at burnboroughpodcast.com of course which is also where you can find all the places to listen find merch we are also um, posting video versions of the show on YouTube and Rumble. And if you want to join the live streams and get a little extra content each week, there's always patreon.com slash burn Hey, it's Tom Shattuck. I told you before that when I started a week in 180 weight loss, my first week I lost nine pounds. Now imagine losing that much weight every week. If you started now, you will have lost a bunch of weight. You mean to just kick your camera off again? Did I really? Yeah, I don't know when exactly. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? 
elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.